This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, it's Andrew here. I had a thought that you'd probably be interested in hearing. I've never really understood why religious people are so against homosexuality. I mean, think about the first relationship in the Bible. and That wasn't Adam and Eve, and it wasn't Adam and Steve, it was Adam and God. And if you think about that relationship, think of it from God's point of view. You're going to be in this garden all by yourself with a bunch of fluffy animals around you. You're going to be naked the whole time, and I'm going to be watching you in the clouds. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty fucking gay to me. (laughs) Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey, fellas, this is Haley from rural Missouri, right in the middle of the Bible Belt. I was just calling to say hi to you guys, and uh, I just got done getting uh, getting berated by a, by a Christian for not being a Christian. Uh, I get it a lot. I live in a small town with about 30 churches and two bars, 7,000 people. Anyway, you guys do a great job. Thanks for what you do. Hey, guys. Bye. I was listening to your last episode, and you got into a little discussion of your feedback you'd received about Harry Potter, and I believe it was Cecil said that the Harry Potter fans would be spraying their tricks on their screen in anger, and I really got to correct you there, because tricks, as you've seen in the commercials, if you paid any attention, are for kids, and I'm an adult. Sorry, old guy. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 225 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we are joined this fine episode by Professor Stephen from the Atheist on Air podcast. But I think I think that introduction does not serve him well. Uh, having met Professor Stephen, I think he is natty Professor Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> the best dressed podcaster that I have ever met. Now, that's a dubious distinction at best. What about George Crabb, though? I, uh, see, I, I don't think he counts because I've only met him when he was being an MC, oh. and so you know he's got his fucking game face on, right? You know, it's like, but Professor Stephen was just a dude at the podcasting conference, right? Right. And he's walking around every ten minutes. He's like fucking. He's like fucking share every ten <laughs> minutes. He's got a new fucking. He's got a change of wardrobe on. He did. He did. I, I was mean, very thankful that there wasn't any wardrobe malfunctions. To be I honest. was hoping. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had my camera out. I had. I had it set to blur. <laughs> I had 
my camera out, but I put my thumb over the shutter. Uh, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> Welcome to our show, Professor Stephen. Well, thank Thanks you, for thank joining you for us. Thank you for having me. I'm very glad to be so here. So you were uh, foolish enough to decide to cover a story with us. Um, the story we're going to cover today is from the Friendly Atheist blog. This is uh, unsurprising to anyone who listens to this show. I only troll <laughs> three websites. Yeah. Uh, Texas GOP Representative Matt Schaefer wants to force women to give birth, even when the fetus has no chance of survival. <laughs> God, that's fucking Look cruel. at the picture of this dude. He is yeah. so excited about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for these women to give birth to dead babies. <laughs> oh, this is a man who fucking he looks like he is just waiting for those fucking stillborn children to come out so he can fucking roast them up. <laughs> that guy. Have you yeah. ever seen anybody more enchanted by the idea of a fucking dead baby and a grieving mother than Texas GOP representative Matt Schaefer? He's pumped up about it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, maybe maybe he gets pumped up by grief and by adding pain on top of grief. That seems to be what this is all about. <laughs> Don't you think? You know, it says here. Says Schaefer said during the debate, and they had a fucking debate over this amendment. By the way, I don't know how you're on the like. The one side is like the normal side, and the other side is the pit of fucking hell. Like I can't imagine anybody like a hey, fucking nerd. Scott, the guy's got to have a goddamn pitchfork the whole time. Right, exactly. He's talking. He says that he says that suffering is part of the human condition, and since sin has entered the world, isn't it our job to fucking like mitigate suffering as much as possible? I guess apparently we just accept it. Oh, That's man. what he's saying. What was interesting about the debate, though, was that both sides simply read the bill. <laughs> that was it. And they both rested their cases. Right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's like sn snodly whiplash. I argue for the side of evil. <laughs> I mean, what's going on here? Tweaking his mustache the whole time. Exactly. Suffering's part of life. It's, it's like we want Phil Robertson to come over and decapitate his wife's head off. <laughs> And then hold up his manhood and be like, suffering's part of life, so we should accept it, right? That's uh, awesome. You know, this makes me wonder if he attempts to mitigate suffering at all in his own life or if he just seeks out, like, times to suffer. Like, you know, like you stub your toe and you're like, fuck, ah, and he just immediately stubs it again. Yeah. Like, fuck, oh, that was awesome. It's like one yeah. of those flagellants. He just beats himself right, constantly. Exactly. I praise God by hurting myself over and over again. He's basically like a Mother Teresa type. Yeah. Right? Because it wasn't that one of Mother Teresa's. She she kind of was a proponent of the same oh, argument. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah, well, fucking poor people, like poor brown people, you yeah. know, let's be honest. Exactly. They should suffer because that gets them closer to right, God. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's totally there. That's totally part of it. And they have this lovely thing they say uh, in the, uh, he's a Southern Baptist from what I can tell, uh, where, you know, you do you want to make God a liar? God said that we would suffer. So if you try to alleviate suffering, you're making God a liar. Oh. So why build a house? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, like, why eat a food? Like, if, I, if I'm hungry and I don't eat for a long time, I'll suffer the pangs of hunger. Right. Okay. Well, why eat food? Exactly. Just be like, well, I'm, I'm mitigating suffering every time I eat and drink. So don't do it. I'm mitigating suffering every time I fucking set the goddamn heat in my house in the winter so I don't freeze to death. I'm mitigating suffering. You know, does this guy, like, buckle his kids in the car? <laughs> Why, why even bother? Why not just be like, yeah. eh, I'm fucking going for a ride 100 miles an hour with my baby strapped to the fucking luggage rack. Exactly. <laughs> you know? 
Nobody behaves like this. The, he, what he wants to do is he wants other people to suffer. Right. Not himself. Right. That's what he's not saying. He's like suffering is part of the human condition as long as it's part of your human condition. Right. Exactly. I, I'd be willing to bet you a lot of money that there's some aspirin or Tylenol in a in a cabinet somewhere in his house. Right. Sure. Right. So. I guess that would make him a giant fucking hypocrite. Or like you're going to have like knee surgery and you're just like, oh, well, I get fucking anesthetic time. No, man, fucking suffering will bring me closer to That's God. Right. Fucking rip my knees open. I'll just fucking bite down on this stick. Right, exactly. Like it's a fucking wild west. Hey, suffering came into the world because of sin and who am I to try to alleviate it, right? Well, isn't that funny because like don't they try to reduce the amount of sinning that they do? Right. And- well, why bother? If the sinning just yields, yields suffering and the suffering is from the sin and you can't avoid the suffering, then just be like, well, fucking, I'm going to sin then. Right, exactly. Well, if Jesus died for your sins, and you need to sin so his death wasn't for nothing. Right. Otherwise, it seems pointless, doesn't it? What if I lived a life without sin? Would Jesus be like, fucking, I did that for nothing? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like if you were like, if you you helped your buddy move, and then he's like, yeah, fucking thanks, I know you worked real hard, but... I'm actually just, I'm not happy. I'm just going to move tomorrow again. I'd be like, well, fucking, that was pointless. It was so, why did I do it? Yeah, well, I just still don't understand why Jesus had to die according to their myth anyway. I don't even, you know, of course, he's supposed to save us from hell, from an eternal damnation, yet he was only dead for three days. Doesn't seem quite equivalent to me. No, why, why couldn't he just be like, and you're saved? Right. And Sorry, nobody had forgiven. to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't quite like, get it. I can't imagine telling my son, like, Oh, dude, uh, man, like you forgot to flush the toilet, so I'm going to have to drown you in the feces. You know, (laughs) otherwise you won't learn your lesson. You know, rules is rules. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk for a second about what this would entail. Right. So there's a good part of this where they talk about what happened a couple of years ago. A few years ago, a Nebraska law banning late term abortions forced a woman to give birth to a non-viable child that died 15 minutes later. Can you imagine? Like, not only the grief of going through and knowing that your child is going to die, right? So you might as well abort it, and then you've already gone through this big process, and you already know that the child's coming. I mean, it's got to be really tough. I'm sure it's very tough on people who miscarry, and it's tough on people who don't want to get an abortion but are forced to because the child is going to be, you know, something very seriously wrong with it. But to force somebody to have that kid... And then just watch it die. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, so it's like mean. pouring salt on a slug. Like, what the fuck is wrong there, with you? There are murderous psychopaths that wouldn't do that to oh, other people. That's true. It's absolutely true. Dude, my, my wife has attended two births where the outcome was fetal demise. And nobody leaves that room unscathed. Like right. nobody, nobody leaves that room like, man, I feel closer to Jesus. <laughs> nobody said that. No, no, that was not the general consensus. And obviously he doesn't care about alleviating suffering. Uh, but the point to having an abortion at that point is to save the mother from possibly getting sick and dying from having a necrotic fetus or, you know, in her body causing her to, uh, to set up an effect, an infection that could kill her. Plus, any birth is not like it's, there's no guarantee that every on any birth that everything turns out rosy for mom. So like, no. Can you imagine a scenario where it's like, oh, it's like the baby's dead, but you still have to, you know, you got to give birth to it, and then mom fucking hemorrhages out and dies. Exactly. And, oh but, man, that was pointless on all counts. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Everybody loses. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, your baby's going to be born with its brain outside of its head. It's not going to live for more than two seconds. But let's make sure that you have to give birth to it in order to increase your risk of dying. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And and but you should suffer before you almost die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for hours on end. Jesus loves sepsis. I, <laughs> I did a little research on him though in his his church. He's a Southern Baptist, and he goes to the same Southern Baptist church as Louis Gohmert. Wait, did you say research? Yeah. What is, is that? You came anyway? on the wrong show, Professor Steve. <laughs> sorry, I sorry. I shouldn't have done it, but I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help but be prepared, fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, but he goes to the, he attends the same church as Louis Gohmert to oh, give you some idea God. of the bubble. That, there must be there's like a county there somewhere in Texas that makes Western North Carolina look like Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, do you know what that county is? What's Texas. That? Texas. It's exactly. the whole fucking state of Texas. You know they're always threatening to secede, and I think we should just take them up on the offer. Let them do it. Right. Yeah. It would really help us out. Bye. Okay. Could you imagine how much better this country would be if we didn't have any politicians from Texas? <laughs> there would be God, no bushes. Don't make a man dream. Don't make me dream. <laughs> how dare you give me hope? Oh. So apparently he and Gomert go to a church called Green Acres Baptist Church. Shut the, Shut fuck, the up. fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm not making it up. Oh, my God. Is there like a fucking Wilbur the pig? <laughs> exactly. Maybe oh. he's a deacon. Oh, Does that's it? awesome. He just fucking oinks the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it would make more sense. It would actually be a more rational fucking sermon if it was just a pig standing at the podium. Here comes, here comes Brother Wilbur. Here he comes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's like, is the church down the road like the Beverly Hillbillies Methodist Church? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't say like Green Acres Church, the place you ought to be. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Is that the one? That's the one with that like, like woman who moves to the south who hates her life. Yes, that's like everybody who's moved to the south. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't tell if you're talking about real life. Yeah, it's like how could you pick out single out one woman? I mean, yeah. come on, everybody hates it. Yeah, of course. The funny thing, Green Acres was actually I think set in the Midwest, but you know, six of one, half a dozen. Whatever, the they're hillbillies for Christ's sakes. Exactly. There, look, you go down twenty miles south of Chicago, and there's hillbillies. Man. Hey, wait a minute, I'm thirty miles south of Chicago. You go down twenty five miles south of Chicago. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I drove to Chicago once, took a chemistry club group to Chicago, and I had to drive through all of that. Oh man! So I know exactly what you mean. It is. It is. You know, it's. It reminds me actually. Illinois reminds me of colorado to drive through it's totally fucking worthless until you hit the mountains and right. illinois is the same way it's just fucking absolutely useless you could burn the whole thing and nobody would notice until you get to <laughs> until you get to chicago right and you're like okay this is worthwhile somewhat parts somewhat of parts, parts of, of it, it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back uh, at the end of the show with professor steven uh but until the end of the show you're going to have to deal with us two schmucks now the concern obviously is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So speaking of schmucks, this story comes from Time.com. Nebraska's Sylvia Driscoll will represent herself in Driscoll versus homosexuals. She's not representing herself. Well, she is representing she's, herself. No, she she's is. representing the Lord. <laughs> she is. She's she representing is. the Lord. She has power of a Tony. 
Nicely done. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but she's, uh, she, she, I don't know if you read that. Did you take a look at this? By the way, okay, so she's suing basically all the gays, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I did take a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, <laughs> she's suing literally all the gays. Every one of them. Yeah. And, and the thing that she, she put in, like she sent in, did you see the thing she sent in? Like the actual, like, the thing, written, the thing in written in cursive? Yeah. It's awesome. It's basically <laughs> like fucking, it, the petition looks like your mom leaving you a stern letter for fucking neglecting your yard work. Yeah. It's awesome. It looks just like my mom's handwriting. Does it really? Oh, it's amazing. That's, that's tremendous. Oh. I actually I actually admire her penmanship. It's not bad. It's totally it, readable. It's a 66-year-old lady's penmanship, though. Like, it's, you know, like back when they would actually, like, pay attention to penmanship, yeah. not like... Now where it's like I scrawled a letter word, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. It's it is pretty great. And I, I I did take a look at it. It's uh, and it's not full of like crossouts, so I had to wonder like, how many times did you have to write this? Because <laughs> if I had to write, she might add white out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Who files um, a cursive fucking a petition? I don't know. It's super super funny. You know, it talks like. Like, number 26, like, plaintiff's God. God prophecies of his son, Jesus Christ, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Period. That's not a sentence. (laughs) And then the next sentence is, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was Uh. bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's not an argument either. Like, no, what no. do you? You don't law good. No, it it, it is. It, I do love how it's stated though. It's like basically she says she's Sylvia Ann Driscoll, ambassador for the plaintiff, God and his son Jesus Christ, versus homosexuals. Right. All their the given name homosexuals. Their alias gay. <laughs> <laughs> I like. You know I. I was I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, man, I bet process servers got so fucking excited though. Oh yeah, they were like, oh my god, we got it. We get to serve literally every home. It's gonna. <laughs> we're rich. They are. We're rich. You know, it's like it's like when the when the closers were making a shit ton of money during the boom. This right. is a boom. This, this is, is the boom they're for them. Like, oh, it's finally our day has come. They're like traveling. They're like have like their 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 fucking car is just full of like Red Bull and like fucking Vibrant capsules, and they're just driving constantly for just, days on end to hit as many homosexual doors as they can. There's like there's like the 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 process server who like lives in the Castro district. Yeah, who's just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, please let this go through. <laughs> I'm gonna serve it. They're like they're fucking just like showering fucking leaflets, <laughs> just like walking from around airplane. They're walking around with like a t-shirt gun full of summonses. It's <laughs> like ba-dunk, ba-dunk, ba-dunk. They got an airdrop boys town. They just <laughs> you're like picking up. You're like, what is this propaganda? Oh no, it's a summons. All right, oh, fair shit. enough. <laughs> it's awesome. You fucking served all the gays with paper because you just. I mean, what 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 is the case? Yeah, the case. Well, you got to read like like point twenty four. She makes in her in her fucking crazy lawsuit. I love this. Defendants homosexuals colon in regards to paragraph three line four because God loves them. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I, I don't understand. Like, I really don't understand the suit, though. Can you help me understand what's happening? 
No. <laughs> Can you? I looked at this, and I'm not even kidding. I actually can't make heads or tails. I, I well, What would you do with this? How would you rule on this? She never – one not, during no point in her crazy – lawsuit does she ever cite any any prior cases does she cite any law does she cite any kind of like there's nothing in here like there's not even like a transgression that she's trying like there's no grievance she doesn't she doesn't, there's no standing how are you suing how are you suing all the gays and what are you gonna like what would you win because a lawsuit it's a civil lawsuit you're gonna win damages right right so you're gonna win money like, oh, well, here's the money, but we're still gay. Like, it's not like even if you win, they're not just going to be like, well, guess we're not gay anymore because some lady in Nebraska won a lawsuit against the entirety of our sexual Maybe, experience. Is that, that would be amazing if she'd be like, well, you have to change your sexuality if I win this suit. Yeah. Uh, that would like the, the judge just comes, comes down in favor and is just like, you're not gay anymore. They'd be like... <laughs> I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> All these guys are turning in their leather pork pie hats. It's a big, there's like a big bucket where everybody's just, you know, like where they used to collect the guns in the old right? side, like in right? the old West movies. They're just like throwing in like strap on dildos and like fucking like, like black leather the- vests and the blue, the keys to the blue oyster club. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like when you go to, uh, uh, you know, a restaurant, you know, and, it, and it's like the recycle bins are like labeled like glass, plastic. <laughs> it's like the recycle bins are just like assless chaps. And, and the best part is, is that the holes match what you have. So like the dildo one looks like a sideways dick. So you could actually stick it in there. And they're all like sad. They're like, well, they're like dejected. Like, oh, some like say sadistic fucking hetero is like melting down all that latex and maniacally laughing. <laughs> Ha! Our day has come! <laughs> oh, good lord. What else do you say about this? You know, the case was dismissed. Can you oh, believe it? Yeah. The case was already dismissed. Because when I read it, I dismissed it too. <laughs> Get, you know, the thing is that, like, this had to waste some some law, <sighs> some clerk was like, Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I have to file this. <laughs> He's got to type it out too, fucker. <laughs> It had to be presented to a judge, uh, like an actual judge who, like, spent the time going to law school <laughs> and getting elected and is sitting uh, on the bench, like, or in his chambers or whatever, in his yeah, fucking office, like, sure. reading this thing. It's like, what's the next case? A <laughs> uh, crazy woman against all the homosexuals? I just see him getting to, like, number 25 and just reaching in his desk drawer and pulling a pistol out and eating it. <laughs> Like that's like this is what my life has become. He just shoots worth. himself in the face. No, he's from Nebraska. He's probably he's Very probably true. disappointed that he had to fucking yeah. dismiss the suit. Nebraska is one of those flyover states that you never hope you land in. I don't even uh, do they have airports in Nebraska? <laughs> they have cornfields. They have I, a lot of cornfields you could land in. I you suspect. could land in Nebraska and nobody would even oh, notice. Man. You could fucking crash land in Nebraska and nobody would notice. <laughs> Nebraska, Nebraska is a state that I seriously like. If it has a population above two dozen, I would be fucking shocked. <laughs> two dozen. I, Nebraska. What was? Can you name something from Nebraska or a, like? No, you can't. Like there, there's nothing in Nebraska. I can't even think of a town. Like, what's a good town in Nebraska? 
A good town in Nebraska? What's a town in Nebraska? I was going to say, it's a fucking impossibility. It's like, which, no, that's Kansas. I was going to say Wichita. That's not. The only thing I can think is Omaha. Omaha, oh, that's a place, right? Right. And the only reason I can think of that is that, like, I just remember being a kid and watching Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom on television with my dad. So, see, like, they're only known for a fucking insurance company that had a fucking nature documentary. <laughs> That's all your state fucking brings to the table. At least it's not one of those fucking unoriginal states like Colorado or Wyoming, which are just squares. Really? Really? It's just a fucking square? That's what we went with was this fucking square? You know, you could use a river possibly as a boundary or something, but instead we're just like, nah, just fucking throw a square up. Well, you know, the reason for that, though, is that the eastern side of Colorado is so fucking bland and featureless that fucking seriously just drawing an arbitrary line, there is no there's no natural landmark there. It's just fucking endless, pointless wasteland. That's <laughs> like, all that it is. When fucking Lewis and Clark fucking passed through that, they fucking burned it behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska is actually Native American for fucking get me out of Nebraska. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. I believe that that's a true. Oh, you know, you got to love the women from Nebraska, though. They all have four stomachs. So <laughs> I can't wait to get I can't wait to get a Nebraska email. <laughs> I know, right? Like from the one guy in Nebraska. Nebraska. Really I scrawled this out with a corn kernel. <laughs> Hang on. I drove to another city. I drove to another state to borrow their computer. Yeah, I'm using, I'm fucking stealing Wi-Fi from Kansas right now. <laughs> I would be worried, but like you said, it's not like they even fly here. No, I know. You know? It's not like they've to... ever seen an airplane. <laughs> just, they just, whenever an airplane flies over, they throw sticks at it. <laughs> they just ook it just fucking, like, And they, like, kill one of their own. <laughs> they just, like, fucking, they just kill one of their they own. They just sacrifice somebody up for good measure. <laughs> they sacrifice them on a fucking John Deere tractor is what they do. It's nothing oh, out there man. but fucking farmland and desolation. <laughs> Grow something for me to eat. You're all sick! Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. So this story comes from the progressive secular humanist blog at Patheos. A Christian developer releases Kill the Faggot video game. Huh. Um, and this is not a misspelling of kill the wabbit. No. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> uh, but you can it make it sound great. adorable if you do it in an Elmer Fudd voice. Like, kill the faggot. Kill the faggot. <laughs> kill the faggot. Oh, it would be great if the oh, no. if the music was the fucking Ride of the Valkyries oh, music. Oh, would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. Who wouldn't play this game then, huh? Uh, just about anybody, yeah. actually. <laughs> I watched a review for this game today, and, it, and, and before we move on, it really is just that. It's just it's a it's a fucking Christian developer. The game is called Kill the Faggot, and it's it's just it's a terribly fucking coded video game. That's like a it's like fucking Duck Hunt with gay people. And the yeah, thing is, is like yeah. like they show. Uh, a guy in a dress will come by, and you shoot him, and it'll say transgender kill. 
and then you kill a gay guy, and it'll say something like, AIDS carrier eliminated, or way to shoot that fag, or something like that. Right. But the problem is, is I was watching the game, and I couldn't differentiate the, the, the guy they were saying was gay from the guy that wasn't. Like, I was just like, oh, there's two guys. How do you know which is not gay? And the way you know, Tom, that one is not gay, I figured it out at the end of the video, the guy who's not gay is wearing camouflage pants. <laughs> I wish I was kidding, but I'm not kidding. That's how you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Like, do they do they drive up? I actually watched this. I watched that. Are you talking about the YouTube clip at the yeah, bottom? Yeah. It's like the four-minute YouTube clip. Yeah, yeah. It, this game, even if you were fucking a hate-filled bigot, this game would still be boring. Yeah, it's like I've played fucking phone games that were better than this. Every phone game is better than this. Dude, I, the, I have broken my phone, and it was a better game. <laughs> like, looking at the fucking crushed screen right. of my phone right. that is fucking no longer operational. I have actually launched a phone. From a clay pigeon thrower and yeah. shot it and with shot a shotgun. It. Yeah, that was actually kind of fun. That was actually a lot that of fun. That was a lot of fun. As yeah, it turns out. Yeah, so I take that back. The but- game description for this, I want to read this. The game description is, hate gays? Want to unleash your frustration on the LGBT community? Well, now's your chance. And I think it would be more accurate if it said, really turned on by gays? Want to unleash your pent-up frustration for masquerading as a straight person? Well, now's your chance. <laughs> you know what would be awesome is to take this fucking idiot's game and then recode it so instead of a gun, it's a fucking dick and you're fucking splooging on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of, like, the hate fucking speech that's like, yeah. I, it would just be like, I hate myself. Yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Every time you pull the Every fucking trigger. Like, I got to go back home to my wife. <laughs> uh, the guy had a failed Kickstarter. So the guy who got this game coded had a failed Kickstarter. And uh, and this is what the failed Kickstarter was supposed to do. <laughs> this is great. Promote the words of and teachings of Jesus Christ through quality <laughs> footwear. <laughs> So not only is he like a, a frustrated, a closeted shoe. homosexual, but he also has a foot fetish. Yeah, he's a shoe promoter. <laughs> he's a shoe. He's like, wait a minute. I, like somebody, even if you were like, I'll give money to fucking virtually anything on Kickstarter. You're looking through and you're like, I just want to fucking any Christian chair. And it's like, care. Yeah. Promote the, through shoes. Yeah. How? Like, well, how? <laughs> <laughs> Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of cognitive dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money take a second to give us a five-star review on itunes or stitcher or spread the word about the show we want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us you fucking rock more ben carson i fucking love ben carson i hope he stays in the race 
This guy is as good as I. I would say this guy is as good as Michelle Bachman. Yeah, he's no Sarah Palin. No, Sarah Palin was her own special kind of dumb. Yeah. That was that was like that was this like beautiful perfect storm. Sarah Palin was like the guy they got to talk at that fucking uh, the legislature last episode, where you, <laughs> right? where you just you, you cannot you cannot parse <laughs> out what they're saying. You're you just you they sound like they're drunk. That guy, I think he was drunk. Yeah, but I think that like Sarah Palin. I don't know if you saw that that fucking when she lost her teleprompter. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just she couldn't word. Dude. She just fucking broke. She could not. Work. She just. She, she was like a one of those dolls. You pull the string and shit was in the wrong order. <laughs> She's like a speaking spell with low batteries. Oh my god. She just. She was amazing. <laughs> anyway, Ben Carson, federal government doesn't need to recognize gay marriage. Scotus ruling. So, uh, Ben Carson was recently on Newsmax TV. Newsmax TV. You know that you are a serious political contender for the presidency when you're spending your time on <laughs> Newsmax TV. Yeah, it was like when President Barack Obama was running and he was on Cognitive Dissonance. <laughs> right? I'm here, guys, to promote so, my show. This is Newsmax TV. This is Ben Carson. We're going to play a clip of him for you. Your belief system, whatever it is, whether you believe in God, whether you're an atheist, whether you think our rights come from our creator or whether you think our rights come from government, whatever you believe affects who you are. There's no question about it. You can't separate that out. And I personally would much rather have somebody uh, who thinks about their fellow man in a compassionate way uh, and has values and principles uh, that guide their lives than somebody who just says, whatever, however I feel, you know, that's the right way to do things. Who does that? Nobody does that. Yeah, it's a fucking, that's a straw man. Wow. You know, it's it's that fucking boring age old thing that's like, well, if you're, you know, not, a, if you don't have a religious conviction, then you just, you just make it up as you go along. You have no moral system. You have no code of ethics. You just... Whatever you feel like when you wake up in the morning is what you feel like when you wake up in the morning and you have nothing to compare it against. Like, all right, fucking that's so boring. That is so lame. It's <sighs> just it, it all it does is just miss all the facts because to say that you know, cuz you're a humanist, you're not fucking compassionate is ridiculous. As we as we talked with fucking Professor Stephen earlier, I would say that we're more compassionate than other than people who say things like that guy said which was like fucking suffering exists so we need to fucking suck it up or whatever right yeah suffering is a part of sin and so it's part of the world and so you know women should just give birth to dead babies or like the fucking christian dude who made the video game about killing faggots like right and and really you're gonna point the finger in my direction good luck man yeah the supreme court just heard a case on same-sex marriage as president of the united states uh what are you prepared to do to preserve traditional marriage? Well, first of all, we have to understand how the Constitution works. The president is required to, you know, carry out the laws of the land. The laws of the land come from the legislative branch. So if the legislative branch creates a law or changes the law... <laughs> 
the executive branch has responsibility to carry it out. God, this guy's so dynamic. Wait, okay, I just so, want to fucking so kill myself. They don't have a responsibility to carry out that law, you fuckhead. They can veto that law. Like, yeah, do you they, not even know how this works? They can also, can't they just also do a signing statement? Yeah. They just do the fucking presidential not it? Oh, this guy's not. Fucking, I know more than this guy. <laughs> That's a fucking sorry state of affairs is what that is. <laughs> Doesn't say that they have the responsibility to carry out a judicial law. It's not a fucking law. No one's passing a fucking judicial. No one has ever passed a judicial law. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. There's no judicial laws. That's awesome. Uh, it's like he's like fucking making it up as he goes along. I know. You know what he's doing? He's obviously using a little bit of wordplay here because he wants to play to those people who are like, oh, you're legislating from the bench. Yeah. No, they're fucking deciding a case that was brought to them. Yeah. They don't get to decide what cases are brought to them. They do get to make choices about which cases they'll hear. But they don't fucking decide the cases that are brought to them. So that whole, like, fucking, you're legislating from the bench. It's fucking, it's, that's fucking weasel words. And that's something that we need to talk about. Should there be a limit on the length of service of those serving in the federal judiciary, especially justices on the United States Supreme Court? I believe there should be. Because when these things were put into effect, the average age of death was 47. It was a very different time. We have not adjusted with the times. Uh, so, again, that's a discussion that needs to be had. Bullshit. Okay, first off, <laughs> the idea of saying the average age of death is, is, a, is a dumb statement because when you say the average age of death, you're incorporating all the infinite mortality. Right. So even if that figure is right when he says, like, fucking, I guess he's saying, like, since the beginning of the country, there was, like, a, like, the average lifespan was 47 years old or something like that. I don't even know if that's true. But who cares if it's true? Because it's not fucking played out with the, the richest people in that society. We're not dying at fucking 47. Right. They were living past that. And I want to fucking bring your attention to the list of the Supreme Court past justices. I'm going to read a few of these off to tell you how long they serve, Tom. So we're going to start with the first few. James Wilson served nine years. John Kay served five years. William Cushing served 21 years and died. He died <laughs> while he was in there. But I start looking at some of these other ones, and I start looking at it. It's like fucking, you know, 31 years, 34 years, 30 years, 16 years, 19 years, 24 years, 33 years, 20 years. Like, it's... 31 years. Like, fucking these people served a long time in the fucking goddamn Supreme Court. This is, they were doing the same thing in fucking 1830, in fucking, and this guy served from 1889 to 8, or from 1789 to 1810 for 21 years. This other guy um, served, it's from 17, 1798 to 1820, 1829. It's fucking 31 years. It's a long time. That's, that's how long our justices serve now. And the whole idea behind the justices not having term limits is so that it's not a political appointment. The whole idea, like if you want to have the judicial branch be a sort of uh, a, a branch of the government, which is extra political, meaning it lives outside of the political for the most part, then it cannot have term limits. If it has term limits, then it becomes, you know, a political bargaining chip that's constantly up for renewal. 
It's the fact that these people serve for such a long time that allows them to exist without having to worry about being reelected, without having to worry about getting elected into a position. It's 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 very it's antithetical to your own argument. Right. His his argument, because what he's saying in that first part of his of his argument is that, uh, you know, we don't want these judicial laws, legislation from the bench. We don't want the political element of the judiciary to be something we have to contend with. That's essentially what he's saying in the first portion of his conversation. And then he goes on to suggest that we have term limits, which are like the one mechanism we have, which allows the judiciary branch to exist in an extra political state. It's fucking asinine and it's self-contradictory. Is trusting God important? It's the only thing that gets favor from him. He doesn't respond to pain or tears or heartache. He only responds to being believed. This story is from Right Wing Watch. Trey Ware. Really? Trey Ware? Trey Ware. That's a man's name. America is suffering riots, terrorist attacks, and gay marriage. We're suffering gay marriage because the nation left God. Oh God! This one again? Is it, yeah. Doesn't everybody say this? It's. I mean, it's. But that's why we have it, man. We've got. We got the the riots and the terrorist attacks and the gay marriage because we fucking we bailed. That's why they have the riots, uh, the race riots in Norway that they had recently. Right? Did you oh, hear God, about those? Were horrible times. Yeah. And then the, the like. The, I think the somebody ter- dumped a lutefisk on the ground. <laughs> Awful. I, I know that you heard about the, the terrorist attacks in New Zealand recently. Oh, that yeah. didn't happen. Those were yeah. huge. Those were huge. Fucking Mordor erupted. Right. It's bad. You yeah. know, fucking. I heard like half the population, like seven hobbits died. Yeah. So it was bad. It was and like really five bad. sheep, which is like, again, half <laughs> the population. like their whole sexual yeah. population. It's God. bad. It's awful. Well, let's listen to what this guy has to say. This is, again, um, uh, this is a guy from the Hagee Hotline. He was on the Hagee Hotline. His name's Trey Ware, conservative radio host, Trey Ware. We have one group of people who are standing up to say we ought to be able to do this, and when someone shows up to shoot them, we don't call it terrorism. We don't call it anti-Americanism. We call the individuals who were locked in the auditorium by a SWAT team antagonists, while those outside with assault rifles are what? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And it's it's really blaming the victim, like what happens in certain rape cases, too. You blame the victim, and that's what they're attempting to do in this case. There's a, a, a big movement and a strong undercurrent that's come to the surface uh, in the past five or six years that really indicates that there's a transformation that's going on where all this is concerned. And what, what used to be right is wrong, and what was wrong is is now right. Cats and dogs <laughs> living together. I know, Mass right? hysteria. <laughs> I just don't know where to turn anymore. Uh, I used to know who to hate. No. Uh, <laughs> and now when I direct my hate, <laughs> now people are pointing their finger at me and saying, no, you can't hate those people. And I don't know. I just, won't somebody tell me who to hate? And it, it's coming <laughs> down from the highest forces of our leadership. Matt, you and I would look at, at this kind of thing and we would say it's a spiritual battle. I mean, uh, <laughs> there is no doubt that America, when, when we decided as a nation I'm talking about years ago to say, no, God, we don't want you. We don't want you in the schools. We don't want you anywhere. And churches even said, we don't want you in the churches. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? That's like McDonald's saying, we don't want the slop. Are you kidding me? They don't have what? slop. What do they sell? What? You've literally nothing. It's like, what? <laughs> I can't, 
I quit the show. Fucking. <laughs> what are you saying? I. Yeah, they kicked God out of the churches. <laughs> what the fuck are you oh. talking about? God, that's like kicking Edgar Winter out of the Edgar Winter group. <laughs> like, you can't do that. It's his group. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> we can go out of the church. Oh, oh, God shows up to church and they're just like, no, <laughs> not you. What do you mean? I got a parking spot outside. Oh, that's oh, amazing. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, then God said, okay. <laughs> Say okay. He said okay. Alkali alkali. Zippy da da do. And we are now reaping what we have sown in American society. These riots that we've seen, the discussion about homosexual marriage that you and I are going to talk about today, and even the situation where terrorists are, are in our country. A lot of this is because we we as a nation left God. <laughs> Okay, bro. <laughs> sure it is, man. You say so. Yeah, that's uh, why. Yeah, we don't have riots because of all the reasons the rioters said <laughs> they were rioting. Isn't that a great way to pass it off, though? Yeah. To say, like, these people have no reason to be rioting. These people, they they have absolutely no reason to be rioting. The only reason they're rioting is because we're a godless nation. They're, all of, the, all of the, yep. the grievances, the fucking list of grievances they have is, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, and I think that's an awesome point because they, these guys have decided that that list of grievances was never going to matter, right? It was never going to matter to these fucking dudes. They were never going to take seriously the plight of, uh, you know, poor black people, right? They were never going to give a fuck about what it's like to live in fucking, you know, uh, inner city Baltimore. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a flying fuck what that's like. But they need a reason not to care about that, right? They need a, they need a way to, to fucking shoehorn their fucking callous disregard for the fate of other human beings on this planet into their worldview and still come out somehow feeling morally superior. And that's how they do it. It's fucking just so mean. It's yeah. just so mean. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This story comes from Right Wing Watch as well. Uh, Rick Wiles warns of fireballs from space. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> it's better than space balls from fire. It really so. is. All right, so this is Rick Wiles um, on his show, uh, True News, on his radio program, and, uh, and we're going to play it for you now. Courtesy of Right Wing Watch. Now the communists rule this nation, <laughs> and everywhere communism takes control, they go after the churches, and they kill the okay, pastors. Okay, bro. <laughs> Wait, keep keep playing, keep playing, because I know what he's going to say next. And they demolish the church <laughs> buildings, and they re-educate the church children. When did that happen? <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever happened. It never happened. It's not happening. 
<laughs> in America. Are you fucking for real? That's awesome. I, I, you know, I think he's right, though, because I remember there was like a bunch of churches that got bulldozed and there was like a fucking preacher who got run over and they shot him in the face. <laughs> There's just like all it's like when they were talking before about the fucking fake reeducation camps. Yeah. Where they just like they don't they just blatantly aren't a thing. But you know for fucking dead certain, Cecil, that there is a fucking serious group of people who fucking sit around counting their teeth and, you know, listening to this fucking guy after they get to three, listening to this fucking guy, and they're like, yeah, man, they're going to fucking shoot my pastor in the face and smush my church with one of them there fossil fuel buildings. You know, like, are you kidding? <laughs> Ah, church smushing pastors shooting <laughs> communists in the, out there in Washington, D.C. Are we still really talking about communists? I don't know. Is, Why is not? that a thing we're still doing? We're not. That's what's coming to America. It's already started. The pastors and the Christians did not rise up in righteous anger in the early 1960s to stop the Supreme Court's tyranny. They permitted wicked judges to strip away their God-given rights. Following the court decisions in 1962 and 63, there was a flood of wicked court decisions. Bad, evil, Almost wicked. every year since. They're totally wicked, bro. They're <laughs> fucking radical. They were radical and wicked. That defied the living God of the universe. <laughs> It sounds so ridiculous when you say it out loud. <laughs> You're like the god of the universe. Okay, bro, is he a master of the universe, too? Does he have the power? <laughs> Does he pull his fucking sword out in front of Castle Grayskull? Does he would... ride a fucking cringer into battle? <laughs> <laughs> Does he fight against a fucking skeleton man? It's not even more ridiculous. And a truth is guy not with a helmet, ridiculous. And a guy with a helmet called Ram Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who literally rams things with his head and says nothing else. <laughs> the most, it's like the dumbest character. When I was a kid, I remember my buddy had, like, I had a bunch of those He-Man characters, right? I had yeah. like two. But my buddy had a whole bunch. And the Castle Grayskull, I fucking, I fucking lusted after that thing. It was awesome. It was big. It was like a boy dollhouse, basically. Yeah, That's right. what it was. That's exactly what it is. Um, but uh, I fucking thought it was amazing. But he had Ram Man. And what Ram Man was, unlike the other ones, which are posable and all the fucking legs moved, his legs were soldered together. <laughs> I know. I and uh, you, could, you could press it down, and then he would pop up. And like bounce out, but his legs were together, and he, he his legs would retract into his body, and a spring would shoot him forward. He's the <laughs> lamest figure ever. I'm in the same exact boat. Like I used to play with my buddy's fucking He-Man shit. Like he had like all the fucking He-Man things, and I could never figure out what to do with Ram Man because, <laughs> like, even if you wanted to play with the fucking cervical injury Ram Man, right? Like, <laughs> really is good for like if if that's your fucking if that's your attack technique you're good for like one maybe two good rammings <laughs> you know and then you're less like oh god i got a crick in my neck i'm fucked but you also like to play with him because he was fucking spring loaded but he also stood straight up and down yeah like you had to like pretend that he was always like somehow at an angle and like, yeah. i was a really hyper literal kid like i wouldn't play with like matchbox cars because they clearly didn't have drivers so i wouldn't play with them 
So, like, Ram Man posed, like, a real problem for me because I would play with him and be like, we standing straight up. All he can do is go straight up. <laughs> he actually can't even attack because he can't I can't re- bend him yeah. into an attack position. It's awesome that Ram Man sort of sent you into a spiral of existential ennui. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. It. I couldn't Ram Man. We are at the end of the road as a nation. <laughs> if the Supreme Court dares to, to defy Almighty God one more time. I'm telling you, it will be the last time. Sure, this man. This guy is too much, man. He I is love too much. Guy. I almost feel like he's a fake. And I believe I am speaking <laughs> under the unction of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you that there will be swift, sudden, and devastating consequences for the United States of America. America will be brought to its knees. There will be pain and suffering at a level we've never seen in this country. The word that I hear in my spirit is fire. I do not know if it refers to riots and looting or war on the American soil or a fireball from space. I simply know that a sweeping, consuming fire will come across the United States of America and this country will be charred and burned. (laughs) I hope it's the latter. I think that somewhere in America there will be a fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, you fucking think so? Oh, way to predict there. That's amazing. Oh. (laughs) So across 50 fucking states and fucking tens of thousands of square miles, there will be a fire. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, Rick Wiles fucking nailed it again, Rick. And also, what what are you saying a fireball from the sky? Like, is it fucking just a ball of fire? Because that's going to dissipate. Right? Like We're going to be fine. <laughs> Are you talking about like a fucking asteroid or a meteor or something? The fireball's in space and it's just like, I don't know how I exist in space. <laughs> I can't really. <laughs> I have a very short lifespan. God's in space and he's chucking fireballs. They all go out right away. I can't get them to get there. I've been throwing fireballs at y'all. They just poof, can't go right out. I got to use rocks or something next time. <laughs> Cletus! Cletus, bring me some of that kerosene. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm just going to chuck goddamn moon at y'all. <laughs> I mean, I remember one time I had a pair of shoes that I wore and wore and wore and wore. And it just, just for years, these shoes did not wear out. And I wore them years and years and years. So, you know, sometimes God is saying little epiphanies to us, little things to us, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to listen to his Mm -hmm. voice. I love this. This comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Faith healer Cindy Jacobs claims she turned metal into bone. She's looking pretty good there. She turned my metal into bone. (laughs) So she and her husband, Mike Jacobs, they they went to Argentina um, to do their fucking fake voodoo garbage crap. (laughs) Um, you know, where they just lie to people, they, they lie to the gullible. There, did, did they go down there to make everybody spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little bit. And the spaghetti just kept multiplying and multiplying. But you wouldn't know that because you're probably, you know, poor. Right. Anyway, armed with only a microphone, she has, uh, she's got 2,000 people. Um, and she, she says that she turned, like, some fucking bow-legged dude's fucking metal legs into bone legs and she did this by just 
by saying she did it. Actually, yeah. that's how she did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way that I actually caused uh, a uh, amputee's legs to grow back. Here, watch, watch. Once. I caused an amputee's legs to grow back. I believe that, Tom. Wow, that it happened. I believe it. That's how you make trues. <laughs> I believe you shot green lasers out of your eyes. <laughs> so she says, one of the unusual ways God sometimes uses me for healing is turning metal into bone. I made a call to those who had lost mobility because of metal pins, rods, or wires in their bodies. And I first want to say, like, they didn't lose mobility because of those things. Those things are there to restore mobility. I'm certain that if you have metal pins and rods and wires in your body, had nobody inserted the metal pins, rods, or wires in your body, you would be less mobile than you are currently. <laughs> <laughs> Shit makes me crazy. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't fucking bend my leg right because I have a fucking metal pin in it. No, you can't bend your fucking leg right because you broke your fucking leg so bad. Yeah, that you that need ha- the metal pin. <laughs> right. Because if you didn't have it, you certainly wouldn't be bending it. It wouldn't bend at all. It'd be fucking rotten off, you know? <laughs> God, shit makes me fucking crazy. It's like they blame the fucking, like, oh, fucking metal pin really hurts. Well, fucking, you didn't, they, they didn't, you didn't show up to the doctor with a fucking perfectly functional leg. <laughs> And somebody's like, let's put a pin in it. It's like, who's your doctor? Dr. Giggles? Right? The fuck? It's just fucking crazy. Like, oh, I can't turn my head because I got fucking bone fusion. No, you can't turn your head because you fucking need it. <laughs> Fucked yourself up. Right. God. Yeah, she says there, it says here that there was a woman who had a bone protruding out from under her chest cavity because of a car accident and completely vanished. I'm thinking... There was somebody with bones protruding from their chest cavity, <laughs> and they came to like a seminar. They just showed like, up. Why, why did they show up in the in the fucking ambulance and go away in the fucking hearse? <laughs> yeah, completely vanished. I ripped it right out. She died immediately. Oh god! But the bone vanished. Ridiculous. Yeah. Power, Jesus! Woo! All the stuff that she said before. When you listen to that long ass clip that we have of her. Where she talks about, like, fucking multiplying oil and fucking the cars on her tire fucking went on for a long time. And that's Jesus. <laughs> is she the one who had, like, shoes that didn't wear yeah, out like, for a while? I wore that pair of shoes for a really long time. That's Jesus, right? <laughs> that's and her Jesus. husband's like, yeah, honey, that's Jesus. And then there's, like, all the, like, hundreds of thousands of people in the world who are like, I don't even have shoes. <laughs> It's like, bitch, you've got money and forever shoes? Yeah. I don't even have shoes. <laughs> How come yours last forever? It means nothing to you if you have to buy new shoes. I don't even get one shoes. I don't even get fucking trial shoes. I can't even see what it's like. I don't even know. <laughs> You get fucking infinity shoes. So we're back with Professor Stephen from the Atheists on Air podcast. Professor Stephen, if people have never heard of you, which I can't imagine that that's the case, but if they haven't heard of you or your show, uh, could you tell them a little bit about yourself and your show? Sure. Uh, the show is called Atheists on Air. Um, it stars Cash 
and me, Professor Stephen. We both use sort of fake names to hide who we are because we're not completely out of the closet yet with some people. Um, but uh, it's a call-in show. Usually the, the show morphs from time to time. It's a call-in show, uh, and we discuss any topic that is relevant at the time. Cash usually opens the show with a rant. And I have been responsible for what we call the snake oil woo-woo segment on the show, where I debunk or talk about some snake oil, some ridiculous fake medicine, or some bad uh, pseudoscientific idea. Why do you hate snake oil now? I mean, what do you have against snake oil? What do I have against snake oil? Well, if it, if it was actually snake oil, it would probably be pretty good for you because it would have omega-3 fatty acids. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, recall Now, I just want to warn you, Tom is brimming with omega-3 fatty acids. I am pretty much just the fatty acids part. (laughs) I'm not even specific if they're omega-3. Tom's so big, he's the alpha and the omega. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, as as some people know, I licked Tom after ason he tasted like a salmon, didn't he? <laughs> the thing uh, is, spam, that when you lick me, spam. he tasted like spam—salty <laughs> <laughs> and worthless. That's pretty oh. much it. Well, that no. bacon, you know, that bacon-flavored spam—that's the specific. Kind. <laughs> we had been to a smokehouse earlier in the day called Hillbillies, so that's why he, sm- he tasted ah, like that. I, I did I rub see. some of that on my on my skin as a, as a nice aftershave. <laughs> he ate like four hillbillies while we were there. <laughs> I don't think that's what the restaurant intended. <laughs> they kept sending the servers over, though, so what the hell? You know, you, you did lick me at ReasonCon, and I didn't notice, and I think the reason that I didn't notice is that, uh, you know, just from a sensory standpoint, I've, I've expanded to such a size that it takes too much time for me to process. <laughs> like, for, for external stimuli to finally reach in you know, uh. my skin... To brain, it's just it takes so long yeah. to get there. The fucking yeah. nerves are exhausted. They can't even transmit the impulse anymore. So you're you're you do the snake oil segment. Let's talk yes. a little bit about that. What right. uh what are some of your favorite uh, things to debunk? Um, some of my pet peeves. One is homeopathy. Okay, you know that's not big here. I'm surprised that he's even on your radar. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a health food store near where I used to live. And uh, I walked in, and there was just a huge rack of homeopathy stuff right in the front. And every drugstore I go to, there's oxycoxinum. What? Hmm? Oxycoxinum. It's a fake homeopathic remedy. It's, it's, it's just sugar pills. And it's right next to the cold remedies. And they act like in the drugstores, like these will help you with your cold. It won't help you with your cold or wow. your flu. And so it, I kept on noticing these things, and I kept on getting angrier and angrier about it because I had read about what homeopathy was, and as a chemist, I understand the concept of a dilution limit. Let's talk a little bit. If our, if our listeners aren't familiar with homeopathy, just explain. Yeah. Give us like the, the two or three sentence explanation here's, of what it is. Here's the thumbnail. It was made up in the 1600s. Uh, basically, the idea is, is that whatever causes a disease, uh, whatever causes the symptoms of a disease will also cure that disease. Which is bullshit. What the what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he basically drank some quinine. He realized that if you drink quinine, it helps with malaria. So he drank a shit ton of quinine and got sick. And noticed that the symptoms he got were similar to those of malaria. That's his research. That's it. Oh, my so, God. If something causes you to itch, it might, it'll cure poison ivy. If something Whoa. causes you to throw up, it'll cure stomach ulcers. Whatever. So, so the cure for poison ivy is rubbing fiberglass insulation oh, on my poison exactly. ivy? <laughs> They find out that it gets more potent the more you dilute it. Oh, which what? Uh huh? Yeah, exactly. 
What? 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 How could anything? I mean, like, I, here's the thing: I don't understand. I really don't about homeopathy. Is that yeah. it's one of those things that when you say it out loud, and I'm not even kidding, when you say when you say something like, "Oh yes, but it's diluted to where there's none of it left in there," at some point, somebody considering homeopathic remedies has to hear that, process that information, and then say, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Right, and I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I can't understand how you could possibly – because nothing else in your life works that way. Imagine if you had – if you were like, oh, yeah, I put gas in my car, but then I you know, I didn't want to buy a lot of gas, so I diluted all of the gas with water until my gas tank was full of water, and I'm yeah, just going to drive ca- around on super gas. you got to be careful because yeah, it would be super gas at that point. It would be too gassy, and oh it would my God. possibly blow I know a little here. something about too gassy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? We were talking to uh, – um, Andy Wilson from being credulously skeptical and uh, <laughs> and he said he was he actually used to like uh, actually maybe I didn't I don't I don't know if this was on a show that we were on it might have been me just listening to his show by accident wait you um, can listen to his show if we're not on it it's a total accident aren't we saying. on all of his programs it's a fucking abs- I mean it's like like the podcast just played and I was tied up to a train track I just there's no way I could get to it but hey, I, I I vaguely remember him calling up somebody on the phone to ask them what uh the certain homeopathy did like so they call the person yep. on the phone to to figure out like what type of of homeopathic remedies there are out there and the woman that he's talking to at some point he says something like you know what, what uh you know can you give me a, a homeopathic remedy for i think it was like electromagnetic signals or radiation or something like that and she said <laughs> yeah we totally have that and it was basically they put water by a radio, like supposedly put water by a radioactive area, and then they take that water and then they dilute it through that process. Still, <laughs> yep. So th- there's homeopathic remedies for lots of different things. Oh yeah, they'll make something up for everything. They have something to cure everything if wow. you look hard enough. Wow. And some of them contain ridiculous things, like a bit of the Berlin Wall is one of my favorites. What the, what, fucking wait, what, what, what are you curing what, communism? What, what are you <laughs> curing? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, Berlin Wall homeopathy. I, I I don't know what it cures, but I'm going <laughs> to find out. Man. See, this is what pisses me off. This is what angers me. My mother and father are in their late 70s. And they get these catalogs. Why are catalogs. you mad about that, man? No, no. <laughs> it's fine. Look, dude, people so, age. You just got to let that shit go. Uh, he's, he's, on right. the, he's on the fucking will. I think that's why he's really <laughs> mad. Really mad. So they get these catalogs full of you know trusses and canes and orthopedic shoes and stuff. Interspersed amongst all that stuff are cures for things, quote unquote. And some of them are homeopathic and some of them are just other kinds of bullshit. And my mom, my, my dad shakes. He's just a, a, he inherited it from his grandmother. Genetic thing. He just shakes. And she bought him a bottle for like 40 bucks, a bottle of these little sugar pills for shakes. Mm. And they were homeop- homeopathic. They were nothing. They were nothing but sugar pills. And it makes me angry because my mom and dad are on a fixed income and they just spent 40 bucks of their hard earned money. Yeah. Yeah. On a bottle of bullshit. So let's talk a little bit. I mean, we talked about homeopathy. Is there any other pet peeves you have in the in, when you debunk things? Well, with me, uh, yes. Um, first of all, anything that has bad chemistry involved with it, like homeopathy, right? Or or alkaline water. I won't go into that one. But the other thing that really irks me is whenever they have fake cancer cures. Not when they're trying to cure you of a cold or a hemorrhoid, but when they're trying to they're claiming they're going to cure your your twelve year old's pancreatic cancer. You know, yeah. by massaging their neck or some shit, right. it just pisses me off. Yeah, and that's that's the worst because it's 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 preying on people that are 
really, really vulnerable that are looking for answers that can't find answers or that the answers are very, very bleak. Oh, yeah. And so they're preying on these people that are just super vulnerable. They're desperate for anything and they're willing to try anything. And I understand that. But you're giving them fake things to try. Right. And that that's just awful. You know, and the profit motive for that is so much higher, too, because those people yeah. it's not like a cold. A cold, I might be like, yeah, here's seven bucks, whatever. If it works, right. it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If I have cancer and somebody's like, you need an alkaline diet, come to the Gerson Institute. I'd be like, exactly. Okay, I uh, don't want to die of cancer, so here's literally all of my money yeah. because it's and, and not only that, Tom. Not only that, Tom. They'll start a fucking Kickstarter for that shit. Sure, and I'll they'll just take money. Yeah. They'll just family. bleed as much money as they can. I know that there was many people that went to Brzezinski, right? Uh, because yes. of the, because of the. Uh, and they wound up getting like their entire group of people that 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 knew the person with cancer to donate. I mean, the immense amount of money that these people charge—it's just—it's criminal. Yes, I think his name is Stanislav Brzezinski. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm going to do an. I think about doing an entire show on him one time. He's, in my my opinion, a villain. So, um, so when we talked at ReasonCon, and I and Tom abandoned me. I don't know if you remember this, but Tom <laughs> Tom abandoned me, and I was forced. To uh, to find somebody who you could were join to talk in. to Professor Steven. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, I was forced to find somebody to replace you, which was not hard. That's all I'm saying. Very very easy. It turns out. Um, but Heath was 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 nice enough to join me, and we had a conversation with you. And you mentioned during that conversation that you grew up fundamentalist. Yes. Tell us about that. Oh yes. So my parents, uh, they're both. Uh, from Western North Carolina, all their you know all their lives. Sure, my dad he moved away for a while, came back. My mom lived here all her life, and they were um, good old fashioned Baptists. And so I grew up in the Baptist Church, um, specifically the Southern Baptist Church. But then when I, about the end of high school, beginning of college, I got really gung ho about it, and started to uh, realize that the Baptist Church that I was in was a little wasn't exactly as fundamentalist as I wanted it to be. Really? So, no. Yeah. I switched over to an independent Baptist church. What is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this horrifying. is terrifying. <laughs> yes. Independent Baptists are ones that think that so the Southern Baptists are too liberal. Ah! Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> what is it? Full of rattlesnakes? <laughs> <laughs> it's you, like, walk in and there's just, like, like black men lynched or just swinging <laughs> from the ceiling. Exactly. <laughs> The main thing was is that they're King James Bible only, and the uh, the, the the Southern Baptists they are allowing you know, to have the NIV versions and the NSVB and all that whatever version you like. Uh, but in the Independent Baptist Church I was in, it was King James only, because that's the Word of God, no other version. Can you explain to me? I want to, and, I, and I'm, this is a genuine question, so I don't, I don't want it to sound snarky. Right? How did you come to the conclusion that the King James Bible? was the superior Bible. Here's the argument. Okay. That's the one that was being preached out of whenever I had my salvation experience. So that's the one with the power in it. Wow. Wait, what the fuck is a salvation experience? I'm sorry, okay. I don't know what that even is. It's a okay. theme park in North Carolina, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the saddest a theme park in North Carolina sounds like the saddest fucking event ever. Oh, Welcome to yeah. North Carolina. Uh, the salvation yeah, experience. <laughs> oh, I went to the salvation experience and all I got was a shitty t shirt. <laughs> I was too fat to ride. Uh. <laughs> so, what a salvation experience. That's the experience of being born again. 
basically, you're in a, it happens in different ways, but in my instance, it was sitting in a church service and having the preacher tell me that I needed to get saved, I needed to get God's forgiveness because I was a sinner at seven years old. What? And so I go up front and I bow my head and I say my prayer and ask God to forgive me. And then I, f- uh, I feel better. I feel that he has saved me and he's come into my heart and that's him talking to me. He's the one that convicted me of my sins and he's the one that forgave me. And I could really feel this, I thought. Right? And so I thought this was a unique experience where I'd actually felt the presence of God in my life. It wasn't until I was 36 years old that I started to reevaluate that experience using skepticism to evaluate it and said, no, wait a minute. I went to a church full of people who sang a bunch of songs, had a guy uh, yell at me for a half an hour, everybody in the room trying to bolster up these emotions in me, my parents having tried to get me to be saved since I was a fetus, that all of a sudden I have an emotional experience and I think that that's God. No, that's just a delusion that was, uh, that was purposefully instilled in me by every person I ever knew. When did you come to that realization? When I was 36. So it was about uh, three years ago. Wow. Yep. I was sitting on the toilet in my apartment, and I went from being a Christian to a theist to a deist to an agnostic to an atheist in about a 15-minute period. Oh, my gosh. That's one hell of a shit. Yeah, it was. (laughs) A lot of bullshit. (laughs) A lot of shit left me at that point. Yes. I got to tell you, I have felt liberated after taking a dump. Yes. I have walked away from that bathroom with a sense of pride and accomplishment that only a really epic rock solid shit can can <laughs> produce. But never have I fucking transcended three layers of of of, of theistic thinking in a single dump. That is yeah. that is a level of shitting mastery. You're yes, like a I fucking did. kung fu Shaolin shitting monk. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. Yeah. Well, the best part is, is in about three years, he's going to shit and come up with the unified theory. So, <laughs> yeah, he was. It was fucking revelation after revelation until he got Reddit on his phone, and now it's just fucking right, exactly. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, so on the sh- like, so on the show. Um, you do the, you do that portion, but do you get a chance to interact, uh, other than that? Do you do, do, are you there for the whole time? Yeah, I'm there for the whole time. I'm, I was, I'm sort of Cash's co-host and then we've added Rachel Brown, Rachel Nunn and Brown. Uh huh. And so we three sort of host it together. Now his, his initial plan was to get Christians to call in. Has that been successful? No, it has not. Christians don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> We get mostly atheists calling in and sharing their stories. So if people were going to find atheists on air and your show, where would they look? Uh, we're on all the usual places, iTunes and Spreaker and Stitcher. And we also have a website, AOA.FM, or type in atheists on air in Google and you'll find us or on Facebook or on Twitter. How often do you guys record? We usually tr- uh, get one a month, but we're trying to bump it up to two. Uh Last month, we didn't really record because uh, Cash had to pull away from the program for a little while because of his job, uh, his his business that he owns. And so I was trying to take over a lot of the production side of it. And I'm a bit like Tom in that. I had I don't do anything. So <laughs> I had to learn how to do it. And Let so me it tell you, though, it, it, it turned out successful. I listened to your uh, your ReasonCon podcast where you interviewed a bunch of people at ReasonCon, and it turned out great. You, you oh. t- Yeah. 
Thank you. I'm very glad to hear that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you did. I mean, you did a hell of a lot more work than Tom ever did on this show. So, congratulations. <laughs> but to be you. fair, if you did one work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Professor Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. It was great. So we want to thank Jose for his one-time donation via PayPal, and we also want to thank our most current patrons, Christopher, Gareth, Robert, Casper, Donna, Fine, I'll Give. <laughs> I love that one. That's great. Uh, Isabel, Tor, Stephanie, Dan, Karen, Mike, The Price of Reason, and Samantha. Thank you all so very much for your generous donations. Your generous donations go a long way to making sure uh, this podcast is possible. We, we, we really, truly do appreciate it. Uh, and so thank you very much. That's super kind of you guys. Thanks. I want to play this. This is a new call to prayer we got. Um, Tom will recognize this. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 The thing is, is like all like both of us, like there's moments in this show where we could easily you could just take any of the moments where we're making weird sounds <laughs> and turn it into one of those. It was awesome. Thank was you great. very much. Thank you. That's terrific to mock. That really me was great. That was from Patrick. We also got a message. This is from uh this is from Tim, and Tim says that he is uh he's involved in this class right now, and he said, by the way, you should you know, sort of turn your listeners onto this. There's a thing called edX, which I guess I looked it up today, and it's a it's a place where you can take free online courses. And this person said, Tim said that there's a University of Queensland uh, is has a course called Making Sense of Climate Science Denial, and uh, and he said it's an outstanding class to help those who have a pretty good feel for the relevant facts to gain a much stronger understanding of the science as well as the obstacles facing us in getting the message out. So if you're interested, check out that class. Like I said, it's on edX. It's really just Google it and you'll find it. We got a message. Uh, this is from Phil from the UK. Um, and, uh, and he sent us a message back a long time ago. Uh, Pat Robertson had said <laughs> something about, something about like fucking getting the clinkers and the clinkers <laughs> for him were like constipation, I think. Right. You get the clinkers. Is that what am I remember? I don't remember. Right? I don't know if it was. I think I don't know what it was. I thought it, it was. To, I thought it was poo. I thought it was something to do with poo. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I just remember dying laughing. But he said you get the clinkers. the clinkers. It's something about I thought it was something about nutrition or like working out or something. I forget. But anyway, he said you get the clinkers. And there's actually a candy called Clinkers by yeah. Cadbury. Cadbury Clinkers. I want to try these. Uh, they look gross. Well, yeah, of course they're gross. It's they're like Cadbury green, candies, dude. Green and chocolate never go to. Well, I guess pistachio, but I, I doubt they're pistachio. I, there's never been a candy from Cadbury that I've been proud of myself after <laughs> eating a bag of. <laughs> we got a message from uh, from. Mike Marshall, who's the vice president of the Merseyside Skeptics Society, he also has Be Reasonably Skeptical as his podcast. <laughs> and uh, it's called Be Reasonable. I'm being a jerk. Um, and he also does Skeptics with a K. And he's literally on almost every episode of Incredulous. <laughs> 
So if you want to find him, those are great ways to find him. But he sent us a message. And, uh, Tom, the, the thing that they produced at QED, we posted one page of last week, is super extensive and totally awesome. Every page is more hilarious than the prior page. This it's is- like a fake uh, it's a fake news magazine. Yeah, I, I mean, looking through this, it's just what what a, what strikes me, Cecil, is that their their mockery attempts are so much better than the best thing we've ever done. We've never done. We I couldn't do something. I couldn't put something together this professional looking if I hired Marsh to do this exact thing. <laughs> Somehow, my involvement would make it worse. <laughs> It looks great. You guys do such a great job. I can't wait until we go out there next year. It's going to be awesome. Tom, we got a message about atheist presidents. Yeah, this messel came. Messel? Messel. It's messel. Divort the messel. (laughs) Jesus. He's (laughs) making up words. (laughs) Um, This message came from Elvis. He says. uh, Regarding Jonathan Morris, the Fox priest from episode 223, you can't trust an atheist president because he would not fear eternal damnation. My sister and brother-in-law went to a Bible college while soliciting donations to finance missionary work they planned to undertake in New Guinea. They made enough money to buy a mobile home. Uh, not a mansion like Jim and Tammy Faye Bakers, but still a fair chunk of change. Then they just changed their minds and decided not to be missionaries. <laughs> None of the money was returned to the donors. In their minds, the money still went to do the Lord's work. Having children and raising them is hard on the sleeve Christians like themselves here in the good old U.S. of A. They never considered their actions in any way fraudulent. After all, they needed the money, so God gave it to them. Fear of eternal damnation did not deter their fraud and only made rationalization of it necessary to clear their consciences. If they had any, that's wow. story is that's amazing, isn't it? Astonishing. That's great. Yeah, like, hey, can you give me money uh, for cancer research? Yeah, here's five bucks. Awesome. I'm gonna buy beer. Like, <laughs> what? We got a message from Phil, and he sent a glory hole clip. I want to play it for you. We've got the deepest, biggest glory hole in the history of the territory. <laughs> Thing is, is mine doesn't have to be deep or big. Yeah, right. It's relatively small, actually. Uh, that's. I'm, I prefer thin, thin plywood. I gotta bring a friend. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, we got a message from Ben about prayer. Yeah. So uh, Ben is a um, a, a recent deconvert, um, and I'm not going to read his whole email, but he says. Um, I feel a desire to pray quite frequently, mostly due to the fact that praying was always my outlet. I'm a very antisocial person and have many a problem when it comes to social interactions. So praying was always my release. I missed the close, personal, yet obviously one-sided talks I would have with whatever God when I was a believer. Do you have any advice for dealing with this issue? Um, I hate it, but I don't know how to change it, and I worry that somehow my emotional side will overpower my rational side. Look, I, I do have a little bit of advice. Um, it's okay to be an emotional person. Like, deciding that that a belief is irrational and you don't want to believe it anymore doesn't mean that you become fucking data from Star Trek. Yeah. Like, we're not... We're emotional creatures. And we do lots of things to soothe ourselves. Um, if if praying is something that soothes you, there's no, there's no reason why you can't talk to yourself. There's no reason... All prayer is is hoping shit out loud and talking things through out loud. That's all it ever was. It was never anything different. 
You were never really talking to God. Yeah. There's no reason to change it if you felt like it was something. I mean, you might want to change who to, who you address. Sure. If you feel more comfortable changing yeah. the addressee. But there's absolutely no reason why you can't have the same experience in a secular way. Emotions. Yep. Uh, secular people are not emotionless people. Tom, we wanted to read one uh, one Google voice out loud. We got a bunch of voicemail on this one. With, this one sort of made the cut. So... How about that? May, weather packing and I was not or fight yet. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all that there was like first fight was this. I guess next in fight or example, Ukrainian fighter. So I was making fighter shows up with the other John 316. <laughs> around the so I can wait there, buddy software. John 316. I guess that's the only person of sponsoring employer makes know those to me. But anyway, so he's quarter brought up pliable right now. So I just, okay. The regular buy will consider pocket. But it up and but the bilingual ones or anything list highly outlook legally on that. So new wave in the out that thing you know that there are that the fighter and everything. <laughs> so you know, of course, a Ukrainian. Jasmine. Dodging tonight or fire like the last, you mark so. He obviously doing a buy any of this guy. These guys' punches rising up when you guys match and beating the Mexican guy <laughs> with the John 316 logo. Or okay, Jord. And I'm watching this thing the whole time. Think it's locked. And I mean, so, so, daughter. You know. He, he does it, you know, get in a way of the Paul just getting up right, you know, if the out of the people that diabetes really knows, but you know <laughs> what he's going to do. Even intervening your boxing match teacher did ink okay Flocker's fortune due to right now okay because you were that important. And I'm just going to see how if I wouldn't, you're gone on the net. Maybe, maybe I'm not that important. You know, this is yada. Drove me nuts anyway. It's awesome. L'Oreal. L'Oreal. I'm sorry I missed that. L'Oreal. My. That's just spectacular. Oh, oh, it's just a fucking mess is what that is. I love it. It's so hard to read. So we want to thank Professor Stephen from Atheist on Air podcast for coming on uh, and joining us this, this episode. Uh, you can check out his podcast at AOA.FM. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. 
doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.